Watch for the Brought to you by the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts and Gamer Loop Network. It's My Life in Games with your hosts, Sage and Became Chicken Waifu, Silas, PSO2, and Neutron. That's the way I sound. <laughs> with special guest streamer and podcaster, My Own Creation. I've been quarter assing my energy into it because I've been half assing my half ass job. And now, the cast reviews their journey through content creation, lessons that led to growth, and what's coming in 2020. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Life in Games, fresh into 2020. And it feels so good to be done with 2019. I am Sage, and with me on the dais, as usual, Mr. Silas. What's going on, buddy? Oh, another magical evening, and this one is fueled by Crown Royal. <laughs> Jimmy, what's up, buddy? All good. I'm over here drinking from Jimothy Frijol. Jim Bean, for those that don't know, Spanglish. <laughs> Spanglish for life. <laughs> it's good to be back. We've been we've been busy. Had an eventful holiday season, guys, right? And this is our way of recovering from the holiday season we get together and we talk about shit on our podcast while we're drinking a lot it's fun and we get to do it with friends today which is making it even more fun and of course my own creation i'm seeing him here in the discord window and he's just been shaking his head <laughs> vehemently the whole time oh my goodness what have i gotten myself into basically what's going on buddy not a whole lot man just been gaming, working, trying to stay out of trouble best I can. How about you? I hear you. Yeah, doing good. How was your holiday season? Uh, just like any other holiday, lots of uh, time with family between Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Well, of course, you know, always on my way back in front of my monitors playing some games. Yeah, nice. You've been doing some other stuff, too. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into the width and breadth of our show today, we've got a pretty neat announcement that we hope that you'll enjoy. My Life in Games is going to go monthly for our episodes, and uh, there's good reason behind this. Each of us manage our own creative schedule within a busy IRL environment, and uh, so that kind of makes this feel like a natural move considering the format of the show. We're content creators talking about our life in gaming ah, makes sense so a monthly release is going to allow us more time to concentrate um, our efforts together on some new ideas to enrich and expand what we bring to you but uh, this episode we're going to be discussing a bit of our 2019 gaming year and a little bit of what's coming up for 2020 i'm still not used to saying that <laughs> is anybody else like writing the dates wrong still yeah a little bit sometimes and i write dates every day at work <laughs> <laughs> practice makes perfect it's, it's still i saw that post the other day it's like we're in the 20s again and like everybody's doing the charleston, charleston. Yeah, the roaring 20s the roaring 20s are back so we're going to start with a few questions for each of us and hopefully this will this will kind of give you a general idea of what we've been up to and uh, we'll get into the main bit of our episode in just a little bit so we're going to start with silas what was your most played game during the holidays and why? Uh, that was actually probably Mass Effect Andromeda, strangely enough. What? Hypocrite. <laughs> 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 uh, because of uh, my replay through and um, 
you know, uh, running through that again and actually giving it a second shot and I actually completed it this time. Uh, I didn't stop uh, 10 hours in and throw a controller or break one or anything else. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. I actually took a little bit of a, a little bit of a break from, from Warframe. Uh, I did play some. There was uh, the new uh, the new content that came out. Unfortunately, uh, the one downside to some free to play stuff, or really any game, sometimes the developers get in kind of a rush for a set date where they have to release things, and um, it wasn't quite ready yet. There was a lot of bug issues. I think it's mostly worked out now. The new content's pretty awesome, but when you start running into a lot of bugs, you're like, okay, I'm gonna take a break, and we're just gonna we're gonna play something else for a little bit, and then we'll we'll come back to it which I will actually be doing tonight because my son is bugging me to come play Warframe again. So <laughs> There you go. And it's, it's fair because uh, we've been threatening to get together and play some Warframe for a while now. Uh, the MLIG dudes need to get their act together and make that happen. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, what was your most played game during the holidays? Quick guess. Could it be Destiny? Destiny 2! Not Destiny! <laughs> I was not playing Destiny over the break. I I actually played other games this time. <laughs> what? So what did you play? Spill, bro. I was playing some Cuphead, which I beat. Oh, nice. And started playing some Wolfenstein 2. Oh, nice. how did that go? Let me tell you, it's satisfying shooting some Nazis. <laughs> Have you here, let me let me ask you this real quick. Have you played a Wolfenstein game previously? Yes, I did play the reboot. Okay. This time. I okay. didn't play the, the OGs. I think that's okay. going too far back. <laughs> well, you know. I don't want to admit that I'm that old yet. But no, I mean, it was good. Uh, just change of pace, really. Uh, I think I, I burned myself out playing too much Destiny last few seasons. Um, so I wanted to change things around. So I'll talk a little bit more what my plans are for 2020. Oh, all right, nice. My own creation. Since Jimmy didn't want to play Destiny 2, I guess I was the one that had to do it because that's what I've been doing quite a bit since Forsaken's dropped and also now with Shadowkeep, um, especially since I was able to get my hands on uh, Shadowkeep a little early at PAX West that I was able to go to. Um, other than that, um, a lot of Time Clancy's, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Borderlands 3. I've even picked up Halo a little bit because uh, I've got a buddy of mine that's huge into Halo. I've been playing that a little bit since uh, getting back. From uh, another gaming con that I went to at the end of November. So is, was this part of your normal rotation or did you switch up games during the holidays for any reason? This is just like normal schedule for you. Uh, well, like Jimmy says, getting burned out with Destiny, there's only so much you can do once you get through all the initial story content and, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes some things you have to grind for is just, is it, is it worth all that time? You know, adulting and how much free time you really have. Um, plus, you know attention span um but you know other games also come out with other content and then obviously if you know you got friends that are playing one g- different game it's a lot more fun to play games with friends no matter what the game is so um just trying to give other things a shot for once because i've never really gotten to halo one of my favorite games to play with friends is knights of the old republic i've actually never played it is that a solo rpg game <laughs> Yeah, oh, it you, sure is. damn it, you got me. <laughs> I don't know any better. I was, I was waiting for the Jimmy setup there. It was worth it. So, what was your favorite game of 2019? Well, 
Uh, I spent most of the time when I did game uh, with Warframe. So even though it's all like free to play and whatnot, uh, that was my go-to game for most of the year when I did have time. But again, part of that is just because um, so I can play with my son. And, uh, not that I don't enjoy the game, I do, but uh, that was kind of like a there's a direct correlation to why I probably played that more than than other things. Uh, obviously, I did play some Switch, and uh, now that I have uh, I'm back with Xbox, uh, been getting in on some of that action. Although right now my time is extremely limited. Uh, been trying to work out a couple things with with the job to get a touch more time, but uh, it just happens to be that time of year where it's come be our slave. Mm. yeah into fourth quarter too right it's it's everybody wants all the spring cleaning done come january too so there's a lot of extra work to fit in with your normal routines as no fun yeah well for me it was actually destiny 2 i i played a shit ton of destiny 2 so it was my favorite game of 2019 um so we'll see where the story takes us with this new seasonal uh format uh, it's interesting to see the little tidbits. I mean, it's a little bit more spread out, so I, I feel like I have more time to go out and venture on other games. I don't feel as uh, pressured on finishing everything on the first week. So that's been the good thing about this new change of pace. Yeah, for me, it's it's also uh, Destiny 2, definitely Forsaken, and Shadowkeep. Um, after putting down Destiny 2 for a very, very long time, because uh, first year's DLC was uh, arguably boring and not worth it in my opinion um but that definitely brought me back into it and uh honorable mention uh division two uh as age knows we both were very much looking forward to it and i still put in a ton of time into that game and i was just drooling from the second that it was announced at or they showed it off at e3 all the way up until its uh release date i was just annoying all my gamer friends with how much I would not shut up about it. <laughs> as I put it, as I put it, I was in a Discord call as we were watching E3 when when you're at it, Sage. And once they got done showing it after the Xbox briefing, I actually told everyone, uh, I'll be right back. I gotta go get a squeegee wake off the spooge off my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Division is one of those games that when it came out in 2016, I was telling everybody, and I, it, my, my uh, brother-in-law, and I'm like, are you playing this game? You need to play it. Let me, do you have a moment? Can I share a little bit about our Lord and Savior, Aaron Keener, um, <laughs> with you? It, but Division is one of those games. It's just so intricate, and, uh, and there's really cool things that are coming up in, in the next episode, so I'm, I'm looking forward to some good changes and that kind of thing. But I'm surprised that none of you, not one, mentioned anything specifically outside of a looter shooter. It's where gaming's gone nowadays. That's It's the jam. Uh, it's just nowadays it just seems to be about looter shooters and competitive sport, PVPing. It really is, but I I would like to say that there is this reinsurgence of uh single player and I think it's really important to note how amazing Outer Worlds was. And if none of you got to play it, like, and I'm the only one here, then that may explain it. But it was an amazing single player experience with lots of really cool stuff. I actually 
need to get back to that. Outer Worlds was amazing. And let's not forget about uh, Death Stranding. While I didn't play it, I did watch a streamer play it, and it was a beautiful game for a single-player game. If you can tell a good story, uh, I think you'll have people hooked. Now, granted, Death Stranding is FedEx delivery guy of the game. I totally, I totally get it. But if, you, <laughs> if you're into the long con of storytelling, boy, that that game has really got it. But yeah, I'm going to have to say Outer Worlds. I've played it three times, almost four, since release. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and I've I've got all of the endings, and I'm not normally like that. I can only think of a couple of games, like Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, that were like that. Yeah. Yeah, which, I'm, by the way, I'm playing again right now with 60-plus <laughs> mods on it, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a lot more pretty with all those mods, isn't it? It is. And quality of life mods. It really is. That QOL is freaking fantastic. Some, they got some wonderful stuff out there for those games. We did mention, uh, speaking of Division, that there's some cool updates that are coming for the game, and we're looking forward to that. What's your number one game that you're looking forward to in 2020? PSO2. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a if you guys- seven-year-old game that we're finally getting... In the West, yes. No surprise. Yes, I did play the Japanese, you know, uh, version a while back, but getting on the Japanese servers was a bit of a headache, and uh, obviously being in Japan makes your pangs not great, and nobody wants to play with you when your connection is not good. So. <laughs> and I'll finally get to experience my first PSO game. <laughs> yeah, you will. With with two of the biggest fanboys on the planet. Get ready, oh, man. man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm, I mean, as much as you guys have talked about PSO and all almost every other my laughing games episode as much as mass effect as, as much as mass yeah. effect Andromeda, i think <laughs> i think it's going to be a blast yeah it's 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 definitely going to be good fun but if you want to go uh non free to play and and triple a i have to say i've actually got a couple games i'm really looking forward to but first and foremost even though it got delayed well actually both these games got delayed would be final fantasy 7 remake I'm very, very glad my roommates have a PS4 that I'm going to probably take over for a little while. There's actually two in the house, so if I take over one, the other one's still free. Um, But I want to play that. I remember how much time I originally put into the original uh, Final Fantasy VII when I was in high school. I think think that was my graduating year. I don't know. Or no, maybe a sophomore, some shit. But anyway. Yeah, okay, so 97, so sophomore. Uh I remember putting a lot of time into that and how much I enjoyed it. I remember playing that game more than once. And um, really outside of all the games back then, Final Fantasy VII and Xenogears were probably the two games I played the most of on PlayStation. Of course, both RPGs, single player, um, and whatnot. But I don't think we're going to see a Xenogears remake anytime soon. So I will take the Final Fantasy VII one. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it to being you know, not turn-based, strangely enough, in uh, the whole action-y and look that they have going on it just seems like uh i don't know i'm really excited to see what they do i really hope it doesn't suck because that would just be upsetting i want it to be amazing as hell and i look forward to that um the other game i'm looking forward to of course is cyberpunk 2077 but that got delayed by like six months so we'll i'll be keeping an eye on that news and see what happens there I mean, I'm also looking forward for that Cyberpunk uh, 2077, and I'm okay that they de- delayed it. That's a good thing. There's several games uh, that got delayed this year. They had good reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't want to release something crappy, because as soon as 
You know, gamers that, uh, last couple of years. Yeah, as soon as gamers get it and they are not satisfied, that game will be dead. Yeah. And, and I mean, they have the two buggy kills it. Yeah, they have plans for multiplayer for that game. I think it's going to release single player campaign and then add multiplayer on top, kind of like Red Dead Redemption did. Yeah, I think I've read that the multiplayer isn't like a year or two away after release. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole separate project, the multiplayer. So I'm not sure if that's going to be like set in the same world and then multiplayer or if it's going to continue off of the single player. Hard to say, but either way, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but for me, probably the one game that I'm looking most forward is uh, The Last of Us Part Two. I didn't play the first one until 2018 on the PS4. Wow. And... I mean, it's such a good story, so I'm I'm really excited to see where they take this next chapter. Well, uh, for me, uh, Silas just brought it up. It's definitely Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, Final Fantasy VII is straight up the first game that got me into gaming, like wanting to do it more than just an occasional hobby or pick it up every once in a while. Um, I've gone as far as today, uh, my phone's got Final Fantasy VII clouds on the uh, wallpaper i got a dual wallpaper on my computer monitors i've got cloud <laughs> amiibo i've got my copy of final fantasy 7 from playstation 1 it's not even the greatest hits um th- that's another one of those games where i just don't stop talking about and i'm very happy to see that all the final fantasy games are actually coming to xbox game pass sometime soon here um yep. and i know they're delaying that game too but it's only five weeks not six months so five weeks <laughs> to polish it up is Definitely reasonable. Um, but also, I personally got my hands on the demo twice at PAX West. Silas, you are, no one will be disappointed. Um, even though they have gone on record saying that they will, you'll be able to, throughout at any time during the game, you will be able to ter- toggle it to be turn-based. But uh, if not, it's going to be easy pickup and catch on to the new combat system. You won't be disappointed. It's beautiful. It's well worth the lengthy wait that we've all been waiting for excellent good news because i'm looking forward to that as well and i don't think there's one game that y'all have mentioned here that i'm not looking forward to but i do have a little list so cyberpunk 2077 was definitely at the top of that as disappointing as the the uh the delay is please please take your time but with that delay brings the crunch for the devs and Dev crunch is not good for games, folks. It is not so good. It, no. it is not good. And that's how that's how we get broken games on release, Mass Effect Andromeda. So it's probably yes. it's probably best that um they take their time with that. And hopefully there's not too much crunch because that's no that's no fun for them. Watch Dogs Legion, another game. Granny Dead. Squad. That's Granny right, Squad. I forgot. Right? And well, delayed. We don't know when, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fingers crossed that we get this weird announcement coming holiday 2020. Skull and Bones. It's oh yeah, prob- probably not gonna happen. But <laughs> no. Skull and Bones. I'm still looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, there's some good stuff in the lineup this year, and who knows what other things just might appear. Especially you know, you got, you got next gen coming. Got next gen mm-hmm. coming, yeah. You, console exclusives—that's a thing. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. So finally, in our little catch-up session here, 
what are your 2020 gaming resolutions? You guys remember that uh, backlog gaming list that I brought previous episodes? Last year it didn't happen. Last year it didn't happen. I didn't beat a single game on that list. Not one. Not one. Do you want to know why? Because Destiny 2. It was so good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now, how many on the list did you at least start? One. Octopath Traveler. Actually, I did beat Cuphead. (laughs) I did beat Cuphead. So that counts as one. Um, but no, I mean, mm. what the other games I beat? I I, I got uh, Call of Duty, so I beat the campaign. But no, it was it was definitely ninety five percent was Destiny two. But no, guys, I promise this year I'm gonna do it. I have twelve games. They're exactly the same from last year, except for <laughs> Cuphead. <laughs> I've added another one, so that is my goal for 2020: play other games other than Destiny two. So for me, uh, my gaming resolutions probably for the year is to have more time for gaming, uh, hopefully work willing, aside from the fact of getting my position switched last year and whatnot, a uh, couple of things I'm trying to work on, uh, a little bit more of a set schedule because unfortunately I did have to kind of transition into the position, so I still take over a couple other spots from time to time, uh, but hopefully after uh, our season is done, so come uh, late spring, summer, my schedule should get more set. Uh, it would be nice to have a little bit more more gaming time. Um, I also don't have a new relationship. I'm still in one. It's a little bit more settled. She doesn't <laughs> care that much that I game. So I don't have to focus quite as much about, okay, I can't game. I got to go do stuff with her. She's a little bit more relaxed. It's, you know, that's things are settling down. So I can uh, hopefully have a little bit more uh, more game time. Um, and with that game time, I intend to play a shit ton of PSO too. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I did sign up for the beta for Xbox. I will also do it on PC when it comes. And of course, split all the holy glory of PSO two everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, I will also, you know, uh, bring my son into the fold. I'm going to get him out of that instead of Warframe. Although I'm sure we'll still play, uh, Warframe is, you know, a little, little breaker in there because nobody wants to burn out on anything no matter how good a game is uh you don't want to burn out on it um and of course uh, maybe manage my game time a little bit better and try to kind of only pick up a couple of games instead of trying so many but then again there is xbox game pass that i'm very seriously considering extending my little trial membership for because there's a lot of good stuff on it already and things coming to it that it's kind of like well if i just keep it I could play all these games and not have to worry about going to pick things up, but that's a whole other topic for another time. Oh, well, for me, uh, similar to Jimmy, there are a bunch of games that I want to get back and actually finish. Um, I've actually never even completed uh, the most recent God of War, which I recently uh, re-picked up, along with The Last of Us Remastered. I want to f- play and finish that, both uh, PlayStation 4 exclusives. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to also get back to some of the DLCs that came out for like Borderlands 3. Um, I'm just now mm. finally get into the first DLC that dropped a while ago. Um, yeah, I need to play Borderlands 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to get hold of me again, uh, Silas. We got to play it some more. Um, other than that, I've been putting a lot of time in recently into Siege. Um, I'm getting sick and tired of being terrible at it. Um, and as I put it, I've been, quor- been quarter-assing my uh, energy into it because I've been half-assing my half-ass job. So... Um, I definitely want to put so definitely want to put some more time into it. So it's it's paying off. My KD mm. is a lot better. It was very good yesterday. Uh, out of like the twelve my matches, KD. my my KD was one point four yesterday. Okay, 
Nice. You know, for me, it's expanding my genre of game. Like, bust it wide open. Because 2016, Division One dropped, and I didn't see the light of day for two and a half, three and a half, until about eight months ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> And um, while that being the the main mode of my content creation and the main mode of my enjoyment for playing a game, of course, there's been some destiny time in there as well. But the looter shooter genre, as much as I enjoy it, I think it's good to branch out. And I think that's where I found some joy in going back into some single player games I used to play, for instance, Knights of the Old Republic. And a collective cringe went across all of our listeners' faces because they're like, he just said KOTOR again. He needs to quit playing that game. He said he was going to branch out, and he's not. He's still playing KOTOR. Well, this time I'm using 60 mods, so eat it. Now, my, my thing is I get, I get caught up in this rut where I've, I've got to beat it. It's not 100% yet, and you, you really don't 100% a looter shooter, especially when you've got updates coming out at least every quarter. No, sir. So... So yeah, I've, I've been finding enjoyment in in single player games, uh, but also starting to branch out. For instance, I played a game called um, what is it? I love you, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in that game, uh, the, my very first playthrough, I I nailed it, absolutely nailed it, and became Colonel Sanders, chicken waifu, and it was <laughs> extremely fulfilling. It was extremely fulfilling. It was a two-hour game, hour and a half, little dating simulator. Would have never played it in a million years, but it was great. I also have a backlog that I need to get through. So, um, yeah, expand into other genres and, and enjoy what they have to offer, I think, is my, is my goal this year. In next month's episode, we're going to check in and see how we're doing on our resolutions. And hopefully all of us will be able to touch on those points. So bookmark this episode. We'll be referencing it. Quite a bit. In the spirit of our changes to the show, it wouldn't be my life in games if we didn't discuss the dark, winding rabbit hole that is providing gaming entertainment. You may not know, but uh, each of us here has a side project, whether that's streaming or podcasting, writing, musical creations. There's a lot that we try to squeeze into our free time. And there's more on top of that. If you're a content creator, you got to share it, right? So understanding social media algorithms and battling your biggest critic, which could be the troll on Twitter or somebody a little more close to home. We all feel that crunch. So what's chafing our gaming chairs and what are we going to do about it? And to discuss, uh, well, we've invited my own creation to be here for the entire show, but man, I was really looking forward to having you on here as a fellow content creator. So again, welcome to the show. Thank you for, for coming. Yeah, I mean... It was a pleasant surprise when you got a hold of me about coming on because uh, you never have guests on the show. So it was a pleasant surprise and definitely jumped all over the opportunity. That's very <laughs> rare, isn't it? Like, we've had two guests, I think, a total in My Life Games. Yeah, it, and Jimmy Jimmy stayed. We just couldn't get rid of him. He just stayed. <laughs> I'm one of them. Your problem, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> But uh, as far as content creation, um, I guess you can say I'm a streamer. I don't exactly call it streaming. I, I, I do say I, I do play video games in front of a camera a few days a week. 
But it's more like S9 gameplay of a jackass. That's what I like to look at as. <laughs> um, so I yeah. do like to do that uh, a few days a week. Like, uh, you know, just to just get out, just put myself out there and just see whoever shows up and just chat away. You know, we all need that time to just be able to socialize because uh, Twitter can only do so much and Discord can only do so much. Um, other than that, yeah, I've done a few episodes of a podcast on my own. Um, I, I haven't done it in quite a few months. Um, I know, Sage, you've been pushing for me to get back to it. Um, and something may be up my sleeve. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I've been, I, I sit on Mixer. I troll everyone. I troll everyone that I know on Mixer on Twitter. Uh, I even get back at these guys, too, on Twitter when I get the <laughs> chance. Uh, I stream. Want to do this podcast a little bit more and just take it from there, really. And you stream on Mixer currently. Correct. And your podcast, your podcast is on what uh, podcast service? I've got that on both Podbean and Spotify. Uh, it's called awesome. Gamers News Radio, uh, G-A-M-E-R-Z, then News Radio, all one word. Um, the idea behind it is really to, one, just give everyone a, a broad idea of what's going on in the gaming world uh, in case, because, you know, most of us are adults. We sometimes don't have time to catch up on all the news and things that are going on. And also the radio part is any big hot topics going on, Twitch, Mixer, gaming communities in general, try to stay on top of that, to, uh, kind of give my own opinion. So it's a bit of inform informative along with uh, drama within, with the radio part just to, <laughs> you know, play devil's advocate, I guess, I guess you can say. Awesome. We're going to start a roundtable type discussion here about content creation. And um, hopefully in the process, you'll get to learn a little bit about us, uh, about some of the things that we face as content creators. And then hopefully uh, through that, you'll find maybe some similarities and some solutions. That'd be really cool. And hey, you're not alone. I think we're all kind of in this content creation game together. So let's start with what attracted you to begin with to content creation? Uh, for me, originally, it was just the ability to share gaming with other people that I knew. It was basically just, you know, hey, you know, uh, creating content, I can share what I'm doing, what I'm playing, whether it's good gameplay or bad gameplay, I didn't care. It was just about I could share what I'm doing with other people that I knew. Uh, it kind of grew from there. Uh, I had fun doing it. You know, whether it was just silly comments or whatever from a small group of people I knew at the time or, or whatnot. It just kind of, it kind of expanded. Um, I enjoyed it. And it was also for me at the time when I first started a good way for me to kind of decompress but still connect with other people without having like a messy house. <laughs> you know, um, not like the old school days where, you know, the connection was to invite everybody over and let's all play whatever or, you know, whether it was a video game or D&D or, &D or whatever, you know, now you just, you stream and or make YouTube videos or whatever. And, you know, you, it's very, very easy to share what you're doing with an infinite number of people, whether it's friends, family, or people you don't know, or whatever the case may be. Um, so for me, that's what I think the original attraction was and how it all started. <laughs> uh, well, for me, it was as a viewer first, is actually checking out how other people play games. 
I mean, my my approach to gaming is I will try to 100% something, get all the achievements. There are some people that they're going to play the game and play it so fast that your head hurts, you know? And, and you can get all that in, in through when it was just Justin TV and then over to Twitch and now Mixer. You got different platforms. Like, different people play the game differently. And that's what's fun to me. But as making my own stuff is I just like, if you guys remember, you know, when you were a kid, teenager, going over to your friend's house, just mm-hmm. ordering some pizza, having a bunch of Coke, Sprite, you know, chips. Let's screen. Just playing jerky, just playing all night. You know, it's you get you get that same feeling from streaming. I I personally think that's the case. Um, and then from streaming, it evolved to a passion I never knew that I will love is just talking about games on a podcast with friends. I never knew I would love this. It's it's been a pleasure learning how to how to react, how to you know interviews and just writing script i mean that i mean sage has uh basically given me homework on how to approach episodes that's how fun and like just liberating this whole podcasting has been for me well i say probably for me i mean my first experience was over on twitch when you know again going back to division um i didn't really realize that anyone could stream um, because I thought anyone that was on Twitch, they're already big time. They've already made it, whether it's through esports, or competitions, or whatnot. Um, so I gave it a try. Uh, didn't exactly work out over on Twitch exactly, but um, when I finally came back to gaming communities, um, came across someone uh, on Instagram who was on Mixer, um, and would just started getting involved within the community and making more and more friends. And then I realized that you know what, maybe I should give it a try again myself and. No, I've been streaming over on Mixer for the past year and a half, and I've made a lot of good friends. Not gaming friends, not online friends, but legit friends that I've been able to also been able to hang out with at a couple gaming events within the past six months. And uh, honestly, I don't know where I would be without them. And I just continue to do what I do because I like to share what I do, and I want to continually to meet other people that also share this passion. Uh, some of my uh, regulars that come to my stream are you know evil kitty who's from germany um i have another person named coupled soda from the uk uh, who also used to live in spain and another one is his name is kagami he's from japan he's 14 hours ahead in time and he's a pre you know a frequent visitor and what would what would any of us get out of streaming or gaming communities if it wasn't for that meeting these people that you would never imagined meeting before you know and it just blows my mind every single day that I hit that, you know, start button that start the start streaming and just you never know what's going to happen. And I just enjoy it so much. True words right there. Just I, I want to clap because that felt so good. Yeah, it's true. And I think I think back to my time getting into content creation. I hung out with Silas all the time. You know, Silas is my oldest friend on the planet. And <sighs> I don't remember us doing much of this type of thing when, when you and I were initially hanging out, but it, it was always 
trying to figure out something with a game and finding a resource or there's this thing going on or this is how we can set up our own server on Xbox so we don't have to pay for Xbox Live. That kind of thing. <laughs> Way back in the day, <laughs> I was a naughty boy. Yes, I was. But um, Excellent, Kaya. <laughs> I would like to think that it was our initial time, Silas, growing up that um, that inspired content creation, though it didn't reach fulfillment until 2016 and that was the division and i found this little little community called dark zone report that's where i met you my own creation that's right i still remember the day that you posted hey has anyone played the pts on pc yet Uh, i'm trying to do a little uh stream and like to have someone on to answer a few questions and I answered the call, and here we are, mm-hmm. almost four years later. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is a matter of community, but um, I got started into content creation because of that feeling I had in Dark Zone Report, and what an amazing group of guys at that time. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know if I said something or if I was just in the right place at the right time, but binary numb. Uh, saw something and said, Hey, why don't you come on the podcast? And that was my very first time being on a podcast. Little did I know how much it would change the years that have followed. That was a big moment. And I was hooked ever since. And, and look at the people that I'm surrounded by because of gaming. Um, who wouldn't start? What was your greatest challenge starting off? as a content creator. Oh, oh, you know, that's, uh, that's the same challenge that exists today. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, consistency. That is, in my opinion, the number one, especially as someone who actually has a normal daytime job. And in my case, uh, half slave work. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I do enjoy my job, but uh, I do work a lot of hours. So for me, the consistency is definitely um, extremely difficult. The only thing that made it easier for me, I think when I first started was the fact that I did kind of have a set schedule to a degree, even though it was a long one and a weird one. Uh it you know I worked overnights and stuff, so uh, my lack of sleep kind of played into a lot of things, along with other things that I had going on in, in my life at the time. Uh, now it's more of just having the time to actually do it, along with everything else I'm doing in life, um, in order to make the time for content creation. Therefore, now my content creation is mostly limited to uh, podcasts at the moment, though I have been slowly working on uh, stream things. I do have some stuff. Uh, set up for for twitch uh i am do have every intention of uh getting some streams started and rolling again this year uh hopefully hopefully in the next couple of months we'll start getting that uh that engine started again but uh taking a slightly slower approach i think uh for that because i want to be able to stay consistent with all my content creation uh whether it's uh podcasting streaming or whatever so i don't want to uh, pile things on to where I get too much, which I think in the past I've kind of done a little bit where I was like, oh, this is great, this is fun, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and then before you know it, you're doing so much this, that, and the other thing over here, then you got to figure out, oh, well, I had time for that here, but 
down the road where how do I f juggle this puzzle? Uh, so I think uh, that's the, the consistency part is, is the biggest thing more than anything. I mean, for me, it was just press start, right? I mean, because all I've known is whoever is streaming, they either have a certain setup, they talk, a, they have a certain type of voice. I've never really liked my voice. <laughs> I don't think anybody really likes their own voice when they hear it. No. No, we don't. But, but help, like once I started editing my own podcast and getting familiar with the way I sound and just how naturally I talk, I'm like, well, fuck it. That's the way I sound. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> but it, it, took, it took that long for me to get, you know, just realize it doesn't matter. As long as you convey a message respectful to others and, and, and have fun with it. That's, that's what really matters. Uh, but now I don't care. I'll, I mean, sometimes I'll press, I'll have a camera on. Sometimes I don't. Uh, I'm, I'll just get on to stream and have fun. Well, kind of extending off what Jimmy is saying is I, the, the word that I want to put it is confidence. That's my biggest challenge is confidence in myself. Because, um, you know, we have some good streams. We have some bad streams. Uh, whether a good stream means you have a lot of viewers or bad streams means no one shows up. Uh, for me, as long as I get some people to come show up, have some conversation, it's a good stream, whether it's five viewers or 25 viewers. Um, a lot of times you're also left comparing yourself to a lot of other people, and that's when you get inside your own head and you just don't have the confidence to hit that start button. Um, but that's something that I've gone on record saying that I need to work on, especially here in 2020. And uh, yeah, that's definitely my number one thing is having confidence in myself and also to get back to doing my own podcast as it's been a while. Uh, that's what's been preventing me from doing that too is confidence. So let's, let's fast forward to 2019. There's now my own creation. When did you start content creating? Was that in 2019 or it was a bit before? Wasn't that 2018? You were dabbling with streaming um, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely t middle of 2018. Like I said, I've been streaming on Mixer for a year and a half. I do remember I, it was July 2018 when I first started streaming. Um, initially started off good because I, I've networked. I've met so many people over there. Um, I did have a few initial followers. But then once I started actually streaming, yeah, I got a lot of followers. And I kind of put the pedal to the metal um, in August. The very next month, I completely burned myself out. Uh, I still remember working 45, 50 hours a week. And I remember looking back at the stats, I also streamed 102 hours in that month, which is another 25 hours a week. I was dead. Um, and that's when the kind of a little bit of the confidence kicked in um, and losing it a little bit because uh, the numbers just weren't there. I just wasn't getting the, the viewership and the followers that you would think been putting in all that time. But um, I've redirected my thought process and it's been doing a lot better lately. I think for for me, there's a bit of me in every single one of your 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 comments. We're all going to struggle with consistency, right? But I, I go back to my love of looters and shooters. I'm also a hundred percent completion kind of individual. So I like having quite a few different projects going on at the same time. And that gets me in trouble quite a bit because I 
my passion is so great, but my burnout is equally great. And it really affects my, my ability to be consistent. And that's really difficult. Uh, because when I fail at one thing, I inevitably feel that I have, I am a failure that I've let other people down. So whether it be, I'm a musician and I love to create my own music. I'm a streamer and I love to stream and keep stream fresh with new things for people to do. I'm a podcaster. I love to podcast and sound is really interesting to me and I like making a really good show for someone. But I can't do 100% of all of those things. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my challenge, I think, since the get-go. And it's funny to me that that challenge, when I started, I thought I might be over by now. But uh, no, it's a deep-seated personality trait that I'm just going to have to live with for now, I think. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of similarities in there, I think, for everybody. Um, So we'll fast forward to 2019. How do the challenges at the beginning of your journey compare with those in 2019 and why? Uh for me, it was definitely, uh, the consistency was a huge issue for me in 2019. In fact, 2019 is uh, essentially where I stopped streaming just because uh, life itself uh, really got in the way between, uh, I had to move, I had to find a new place to live, because uh, the place I was staying at got sold. So I was doing that, um, and then of course I started a new relationship, and then uh, work was very hectic. And then once I got it to calm down a little bit, then I uh, changed positions. So I had to take over that. And I'm, you know, uh, still at the end tail of uh, the transition as far as that goes into letting go of some of the things I used to do. Um, and now just being more 100% in, in the new position. Uh, so just a lot of, a lot of life, a lot of life happened uh, in there that really kind of threw everything out of whack, which of course led to, I think, April or March or April was my last stream last year. Um, and I didn't do any more to that. I still did my life in games with you guys, obviously for a little bit. And then things just got hectic for all of us. And, uh, well, we haven't had a show since probably late, uh, 2019, you know, whenever our last one was that we recorded, but now we're back. And of course things are a little bit, uh, more well-rounded for, for everybody. I think when I first started, uh, I really didn't think much about the, uh, challenges that much you know it was just okay i want to do this i'm I'm gonna do it and i currently have the time and uh didn't really think about anything uh moving forward but life is also way way different for me uh now than it was when i first started my content creation because i started in like what was it 2014 or whatever when i started streaming i think uh initially and then of course i got into podcasts and and, and whatnot uh at that point in time you know i i went from being Basically, in the course of a few years, I went from, you know, being married to to divorced to not seeing anybody to a relationship to multiple job changes and one, two moves and death in the family. Yeah, a lot happened in the course of a couple of years. (laughs) And yeah, I still tried to to keep things going. But I think as much as I hated to kind of let go of streaming last year uh, for the period that I did, I think it was the best thing for me to do to reprioritize it, reorganize life first, and then start bringing the content creation stuff back. Once life was a little bit more on the stable side to where I could say, okay, I can commit this amount of time to this. And, uh, obviously, uh, mentally a lot of things, uh, happened. I had a lot of really bad, 
depression uh, episodes. Uh, some were uh, pretty rough, and a lot of people don't necessarily think of, think about that, especially sometimes when you hear me talk on casts and stuff, you don't think, this guy's not one who's going to have really bad depression problems, <laughs> but uh, it happens. All shapes and um, sizes. Yeah. Uh, so moving forward, obviously, uh, things are a lot more uh, more handled, I've learned. Uh, with all those tasks and, and, and hardships, I, I've learned how to manage different things better and how to kind of overcome some spots that just seemed really not doable. I don't know the real best way to put that, but uh, at the time I was thinking there, there's no way out of this. And, you know, I was totally screwed with, with, with nothing, basically. Uh, it's very bad terrible feeling uh a pit of we'll take star wars is the best thing i can say you know being boba fett getting thrown into that uh the sarlacc pit and you know being digested over years yeah that feeling yeah you know <laughs> if, if that, that's a feeling we'll put it there you know and uh but really it's not like that but when you're in the midst of so many different things happening especially when you get back to back things stacking up um it plays a huge huge role uh, in your mental state and what and uh, and whatnot, so uh, being able to move past that and kind of learn how to recognize certain things in myself that might uh, inflame issues or whatever. Uh, your trigger points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, kind of uh, kind of helps. It helps keep things managed. And uh, of course, I had, for a period of time, I actually didn't drink any alcohol or anything because obviously you want to stay away from certain things. <laughs> you have, I don't believe uh, that. Too many issues. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, now I now I have you know uh, it's it's not an issue. I have a drink. I have a good time. Uh, life is good. But uh, slowly getting getting back into some some normalcy and all that good stuff. Wow, interesting. Really interesting, Jimmy. It's it's interesting that you mentioned reprioritize. <laughs> Reprioritizing. Ingress. Yes. I've had I've had too many drinks, y'all, so bear with me. <laughs> but that is what has helped me 2019. Before it was gaming comes first, then life. I flipped that. What's more important for me now is my life, my personal life, followed with my uh uh career. Uh, and then followed by what I love to do, which is now podcasting. Before, I said I wanted to make it big in streaming. No. I'm good at podcasting. Streaming is the fun part. Yeah. So I'm going to put all my energy into podcasting 2020, 2021, 2022. Going forward, baby. Love it. Uh, probably for me, I mean, again, going back to what I initially said uh, a little bit ago is the amount of time that I initially was putting into streaming and seeing the, the amount of time put in and the growth was not uh, you know, lining up. So I spent most of 2019 trying to figure out how much time was really worth for me putting in and still having a little bit of sanity of not constantly seeing um, just not the growth there. So I figured out between my own schedule and actually and it being a little cheesy, even seeing the schedules of some of my favorite streamers are, because if I know they're not on, that's a prime time that I could be on. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured out a few days of the week, you know, two, three days a week. That's that's pretty good for me. Um, other than that, 
This is again going back to confidence, just working on that. It's probably best that I'm I'm going last because again I'm just getting all these great ideas from you guys. I'm going to steal all of it. No, it's a it's there's again a little bit of everything in there for me, but really lies heavily on reprioritization. Um, if you've seen me on division streams i'm super passionate and i love talking to vision and while that was great you know being a streamer and i'm like i, I want to be a become a partner but i tried to have a balanced attitude towards it but there were some life things that happened to me and in, in my personal life uh, in in 2019 and parts of 2018 as well that uh, forced me to reprioritize um my family immediately the person who's in this house with me. Um, there's nothing more important than that. And I, I've i seen a lot of my, my family members go. I've seen so many go in such a short amount of time. And I don't want to miss out on anything with them. Um, as much as I love gaming and as much as I love content creation, my family absolutely comes first. So I had a pretty long hiatus there. By the time I came back... I had to replace my PC, and both of them, my streaming PC and my <laughs> gaming PC, within about three months of each other. And, uh, and that was a financial hurdle as well. I just have terrible luck with electronics, I think. But when the decision finally came uh, to my front door here as to whether or not to, to open up for old streaming again, I certainly attacked it. And, uh, and that was late ish 2019 but getting back into the old groove is really difficult it was really difficult for me and I found that now I have this other project and this other podcast and this other thing going on that's not just I'm not talking just my life in games but there was bombshell jackets a division podcast and then Jimmy and I had been working on gamer loop radio in the background and then they're streaming. The reprioritization came in when I noticed at the end of my stream times, it would usually be three to six hours, six hours at best. I would start in the morning. And by the time I was done, it would be hop right into working on a podcast or it's time for a division podcast or it's it's time to process some other infrastructure stuff. Or now I got to go downstairs and do dishes and get the laundry done, get the dogs out, get some grooming done. There's a lot of personal things going on, and it just wasn't working. I was exhausted. And my content creation suffered. I had to take days off, not to mention because of things going on with family members in the house that require my attention. But um, there were some days where the depression, the anxiety, the feeling of worthlessness, the comparing yourself to other people, the uh, lack of pride in your own work, whether it's perfect or not, as you see it, to find joy and pride in what you create. None of that was there anymore. Something had happened between, you know, six months and, and a year. And um, I was trying to identify what that was. Now that I... Now that I look back, I can see the thought process starting to turn over in my head that this was, this was my body, my feelings, my inner, my josh, my soul, my <laughs> spirit, whatever you want to say. But that thing that's inside you is telling you something. And I was finally sitting down with myself to listen to it. 
and the changes that came from that little conversation with myself were were so valuable, but it was such an easy change. And that was to reprioritize what content I really enjoy creating. And while I love streaming, podcasting is my jam. I love to podcast. I love things that have to do with audio. <laughs> I'm always messing with audio anyway because I'm a musician. But yeah, reprioritizing where you put your time. So now I don't stream in the morning. I stream in the afternoon after my favorite project is done, after the thing that I'm most passionate about is done. And that's my podcasting. That's where I, I love to be. And then the streaming afterward is the reward. I get to enjoy without worry that or feelings of guilt and distress and anxiety and depression because I just got done spending seven hours streaming, but I'm too tired to do the work that I need to do. And it makes me less creative. I don't. And then I'm depressed for the rest of the day about that. I don't have that anymore. I work on my work first and then I play afterwards. It's so simple. Didn't we grow up hearing that? Get your work done first. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, but it's funny how long it takes sometimes for you to sit down and really have that conversation with yourself to prioritize what's important. We're often our greatest critic. How do you confront negativity from within? And how does that compare with your beginning? Wow, I think I kind of already touched on some of that uh, a little bit, uh, <clears throat> but overall, uh, aside from like just a whole, uh, as you said, a conversation with yourself, um, really taking a good look at where you're at, do you need to reprioritize what, you know, sometimes it can be hard to admit either you're jacking up something here or maybe you can't see that you're doing this over here good whatever the case may be but really taking a hard look at what really is uh positive and negative influences in your life uh sometimes the negative influences uh can be anything from items to to people uh whatever the case may be and just kind of restructuring around okay I need less of this and more of this and if I need more of this positive thing how do I do that? That sort of thing. Uh, I know I'm being a little bit generalized, but that's kind of the best way I can easily and quickly explain it without going into a long-winded rant, which I'm way too good at. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2019, I think the thing I worked on the most was Gamer Loop Radio. And when editing my episodes, I would nitpick on the smallest things. Why am I breathing so heavy here? Yeah, we kind of did that with the first few episodes of My Life in Games. Yeah. There's a couple episodes you can probably why tell were I... over-edited. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I saying so many ums and ahs? And and a after talking with Sage, is like, bro, just don't worry about it. Learn from our mistakes, sir. Just, <laughs> just, just, just talk through it. Take breaks. It doesn't matter. The episode's going to be edited anyway, so what does it yeah. matter? <laughs> so that, that changing that approach and and just going with the flow. I mean, each, each episode that I've, I've written or done for Gamer Loop Radio, I try to come in just with a fresh mindset. Like, I don't care what happened in the last episode. I don't care if there's only one person that listened to it or 20 people that did. You got to bring that same energy to each one. You never know. What if 
What if someone in the 20, 10 years later, they come in and somehow find your podcast and start listening? Be virtual cast. They're like, man, this guy, this, this guy has been, he did not change. That's what I want to show my listeners that I'm the same person every single episode. For me, my biggest challenge with my, with, you know, my negativity, probably towards myself, um, I, c- I tend to compare myself to a lot of other people. Like, what what are they doing and that, that I'm not? You know, how are they um, getting as much attention, the viewers, and and all you know, the success that I like to look at? Um, I tend to sometimes skip out on doing streams because I just don't think I'm good enough. Um, but my biggest challenge is because, you know, initially I did have a lot of followers. I did get uh, some pretty uh, busy streams where I was consistently doing pretty well. So I thought that, you know what, I was kind of getting in my head that I could go somewhere if I just keep up with it. And then when things kind of started slowing down, um, yeah, that's where, you know, I got inside my own head and just started losing the confidence. Then I started skipping streams and just overall even got to the point where I was only streaming once every two or three weeks. Um, but I've reprioritized myself and just hit the button, have fun. As Jimmy said a little bit ago, let's just have some fun. You never know what's going to happen each time. And things have been a lot better since then. Um, uh, it's a day, day-to-day battle that I have with myself when it comes to content creation overall also. Can I ask a question? What made you go from where you were at to doing is like Jimmy says, just pressing the button and, and have fun. What What happened? up here that made you have that change some good friends uh definitely gotta say sage is one of them sage has been in my ear lightly whispering (laughs) sweet sweet things um sweet yeah is is it the sweet sagey toads or is it the little devil sage poking with that pitchfork (laughs) fix it no no i mean i i definitely don't take criticism very well and um it just sometimes it just takes one person to say something very heartwarming and not what I refer to as copy and paste, where it's not like that they pull out what they told the last person, erase off the last person's name and yeah, and the name, name and wrote right your name in there and slap it on, you know, throw it your way. A little say, bit of plagiarism there, there. goes a long way. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But when someone can come back with something very genuine to say to you that that, that can really just bring out the confidence back in me and makes me want to continue going forward and doing it. That's what gets me going. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, my most regular viewers are not even in the U.S. And that's just blows my mind. And I want to continue doing it even just for them. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> you made Sage cry, man. Between you and his Jimmy. Face, his I'm face t- is red, man. I'm having a hard time here between both of you. Jimmy said some heartfelt stuff too, man. I feel that. I don't know where the hell we are. Uh, yeah, often our greatest critic negativity. Um, <laughs> confronting negativity to me has a, a dual meaning. Because for a long time, and I would like to say for 34 years, I feel like I've been in this battle with the inner critic and that inner critic takes many forms. You know, sometimes it's the voice of 
of someone who treated me badly. Sometimes it's my, my own voice. Sometimes it's creating problems that aren't really there. But I find that it's really easy to start going down that rabbit hole and get to a point where it's just pitch black. It's dark. And you can't find your way out. In the past few years, I've lost, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of very close friends and family. And I told myself that I want to be around for those people, but I want to be happy being around. I want to feel that I'm worthy of being around. And what I've been doing up to this point hasn't worked. So I sit there late at night mulling over my feelings and my thoughts and why aren't you this and why can't you that? And it's not worked, but I keep doing it. I keep going back to it like it will, but the darkness doesn't help. Exploring those thoughts doesn't make it better. So I've tried to make a conscious effort now more than ever, to recognize, identify, recognize, and head off those dark thoughts as soon as they happen. And that happens a lot with creative types. It's part of our struggle, and it's a part of the creative process to love and hate your work, to have moments of pride in yourself, and then have moments where you just despise yourself. It's all part of a process but it can go too far. And I feel that as long as I've been cognizant, I've had that struggle. My dad had it, and his dad and his dad. So now that I've had that, that finally had that real conversation with myself to reprioritize what's important and to tell myself, that's okay. It's totally okay to put something first that you enjoy, to put yourself first and enjoy some of the confidence that can come along with that. No, I'm not perfect now, but I tell you what, who I was yesterday is not who I am today. So test me, test me. And I think this year is really that. I want to show my community. I want to show my friends I want to show my family that this year is different and not because of some cheesy 2020 resolution kind of thing. I'm going to lose weight this year or I'm going to eat less Twinkies or pet more puppies. No, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to do it and watch me. I don't want to be disappointed in myself. I don't want to feed the darkness anymore. So this year is different because I have a motivation that I didn't have before. And to be the best person that I can be for other people, I have to be the best me that I can be. And that means changing my own thought process that has not served me well for 34 years. So hopefully this is the beginning of some of that change. And it, and it differs. You know, I wish I could say, how does it compare at the beginning? I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you because I am literally just starting 
I'm literally just starting over the past month and a half, two months to get my shit together. <laughs> and uh, I want to I want to be that for my friends and I want to be that for my family because I know what it's like to be down at the very bottom. I know what it's like to doubt your work and to mistrust yourself and to mistrust other people that are around you because you're so unhappy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that for anybody else and I don't want to do it to myself anymore. So you know what? It's the year of the sage. You can quote me. Mm-hmm. Go tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your greatest creator moment in 2019 and what led you there? Wow, I really didn't have a great creator moment in 2019 because I didn't do much creation. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I kind of like, uh, you know, dropped the ball in 2019. Uh, Took a sabbatical? Yeah. Um, I mean, I did keep going, obviously, with the podcast uh, much longer than I did uh, with uh, streaming. But yeah, I didn't have much content creation, so I can't really say much on that question. Well, you... you- you got a reboot. It was a reboot. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We had to shut down and install some updates, and well, in twenty nineteen, uh, powering back up. At the end of twenty nineteen, we were talking about making this episode here. So yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. I mean, for me, it was starting this new project, Game Loop Radio with Sage. I mean, I don't remember the last time I was. Guys, I get to work. And the only thing I'm thinking about is what's the next freaking episode I'm going to write for Game of Loop Radio. <laughs> nice. And I've studied every single day of my life to be to work as an engineer and engineers are not supposed to be creative. Okay? <laughs> well, okay, if you design stuff, yes, but no. If you like math and science, it's fixed. You know what you're getting. Yeah. But I've had so much fun uh working on this uh I mean, just giving me the reins of just, I just want to talk about Destiny. I'll talk about Destiny all day. Or tell me about the, what does Destiny mean to you? I mean, I shared a story about five years of playing Destiny, of all the friends that I've made playing Destiny. episode. And what that meant to me. I, I mean, I went out to QuakeCon to record uh, panels from the devs to listen at their game, the future games. That was so cool. I, I took my friends with me. I took my girlfriend with me. I mean, I shared that experience with them. It was it was so awesome. So I just want to do more of that. More of that in 2020. Uh, for me, easy, easy for me to say, um, Division 2, when it came out, uh, the pinnacle for all streamers is they want to accomplish a 24-hour stream. I succeeded. And a little bit more. <laughs> um, I bought the Ultimate Edition for PC since I had to wait in the mail for Ubisoft to deliver my Xbox Special Dark Zone Edition. Which, uh, you know, if I was going to go live right when the servers went, I couldn't wait for that in the mail. So, uh, right at 1 a.m. EST, when Division 2 PC servers went live here in the U.S., I went 28 and a half hours straight of Division 2. Uh, I was trying to finish the entire campaign in one stream. Fell a little short. Uh, I did get the level 28. I just remember dying, looking at the clock, 5.26 a.m. the very next day. I think it's time to call it quits. <laughs> <laughs> I need sleep! I slept for and six hours. The bathroom. <laughs> okay. Well, I, mean, I had food prepped. I did take 
bathroom breaks. I ate on stream, whether you are for it or against it. I know that's a big, big debate on the socials, but uh, I only slept for six hours and then went right back at it. Champ. What a champ. Yeah. There you go. My greatest moment in 2019 was going to Washington, D.C. with bombshell jackets. And uh, we went up there for the Division II press conference in March. Stayed for a couple of days, and we got to see the sights, get to hear a lot of stuff from the devs personally right there. The, <laughs> the, the Washington Post was there. Like, all the gaming networks were there. It was a, a who's who, and here I am, just this little podcaster that was recording a, a podcast in, in a shower at one point. And, and here I am like rubbing elbows with, I think that was definitely a big moment for, for me. <clears throat> I remember looking out of the apartment window and saying, this is what I do for a living. Like I, I, this is my full-time gig. And I just, I called the wifey too. I was like, I can't, I can't process this. Please help me. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a, a a great time. And then getting to see some of the devs that uh, um, I had met previously at 2018's E3 was uh, was a real pleasure. And um, hopefully we get to reproduce some of that again at E3 this year. What's up, Jimmy Jamson? 2020. Yeah, buddy. And our last question before we get into a little gaming news is what advice would you give to your past self about content creation? Wow. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, I guess the biggest thing in my case would be, uh, aside from try to stay consistent, is don't let the negativity or any negativity um, drown out your passion. Uh, just keep going. Uh It'll work itself out. Just keep going, keep doing what, what you love, and uh, enjoy what you do. I got three words for you. Just do it. <laughs> We're ripping off Nike today. <laughs> Just freaking yeah. do it. <laughs> All right. Good. Same with me. Same with me. If I would just go back, I would just say, don't worry about any of the other garbage. Don't worry about what other people are doing that, that's getting all the views. Just... Turn the cam on, hit the re- you know, hit the stream button. Just game and have fun. People show up, people show up. If they don't, they don't. You know, it's just it's just a video game at the end of the day, as I always say. Shouldn't be taken that serious. I agree with you, fellas. That is that is literally the best advice that you can not only continue to give yourself, but you can give anyone else. And. I will quickly share my reasoning for that. And that is I want to attract people that share my interests because my interests change all the time. They do. And if you're so stuck on one thing or one style of doing things, you're missing out on so many deep, meaningful relationships. And if you don't show the person that you really are, you won't make the connection with other people that are just like you. So yeah, just be you. That's the thing to do. So this really, this really ends our, our kind of content creator check-in of where we've been in the past, where we are now, where we'd like to go in 2020 and beyond. And uh, I would like to take a moment real quick to just thank all three of you for, uh, for what you've shared and contributed. As this is not an easy thing to talk about, I think it, it's generally uh, 
it's it's generally not done and content creators do have a lot of things going on and it, it, this is a great way to hopefully connect with other people that feel the same way we do silas is going to talk to us a little bit about horizon zero dawn and where it's coming to pc master race prepare yourself <laughs> i know which is fucking fantastic because honestly even though i played it on ps4 you know on release i never did play the expansion so when it does come to pc i'll probably i'll probably pick it up uh maybe not right away cuz uh, i am kind of a bit of a cheap bastard and on a on a budget but <laughs> At least uh, when it does come to PC, I will get, you know, the full pretties. And, of course, I would expect that, uh, you know, obviously having uh, the PC power, uh, it will take advantage of that. I mean, the game was already pretty as pretty as can be, but uh, having the, the power PC and hopefully having the expansion in there and, you know, uh, all the previous bug fixes right in, it should be uh, should be really fun. I enjoyed it initially, and I look forward to, to running through it again and uh, going through it and uh Maybe doing some of the stuff I didn't do uh, on my initial playthrough. Uh, but the fact that it's coming to PC is great. I mean, Sony has been very not good about bringing their games to PC. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, Microsoft's been very open about, uh, especially in recent years, uh, and particularly about uh, not only just bringing their games to PC, but cross-play and, and cross-save and that kind of thing. And, and Microsoft is building their whole thing. Uh, but Sony, um, I think, they, you know, they have had other stuff. They did have Detroit Become Human, but nobody really gave two shits uh, <laughs> about Detroit coming on PC too much. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, uh, there wasn't as much clamor, I guess, for people uh, or from people with that being on PC, even though that was a Sony uh, a Sony studio as, say, Horizon Zero Dawn. I guess just because Horizon was a very beloved game, it it did really really well. It's also Guerrilla Games, um, which for me means hopefully someday Killzone may find its way to PC, which would be freaking awesome because I spent way too much time playing Killzone Shadowfall when the PS4 first came out. That was like my game of choice. That was my shooter of choice. I played way too much Killzone Shadowfall, which if I went back and played it now, I would probably get demolished and suck so much ass it would be horrific, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> um, that's where I met you know a lot of my uh, gunslinger gaming friends. But uh, anyway, so uh, on that note, though, the implications here are Sony's actually letting a very high-profile title come to something other than a Sony console. Uh, so one thing I want to watch for is depending on how well this does, does this mean that maybe Sony, if 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 Horizon does well on PC, is it uh, a thought process where maybe Sony will let other of their more higher profile first party titles come to Windows or you know just PC in general? And if it does, is that going to hinder Microsoft? And of course, um, you know if they let other stuff come, you know, uh, is everybody going to be want more Sony titles on PC. I know I know I will. Uh for me it's like, yeah, PlayStation's great and right now I have I have roommates and uh shared PS4 and stuff, but it'd be great to see other first party Sony titles make it to PC, especially since Microsoft has already been doing this. Um competition is good. Competition is good because us the end user I think benefits. So 
this is uh, this is a very good thing. I hope it does really well, not only because I'm excited to to go through the game again and play it in an even prettier format. Who knows? Maybe by the time it comes out, maybe I'll have a, a better 4K monitor. Maybe hell, I might even have a new PC by that point. I don't know because I'm not even <laughs> sure we got a confirmed release date yet for this. We just know it's coming and we want it. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. For me, this opens up some new games, if that ends up being the case. Because I, I do have like a PS4. Is it a PS4? That's the latest one, right? PS4 Pro? Okay. Yeah. See? That's how much mm-hmm. I play it. I don't know. So <laughs> I, I just don't console anymore. I don't. And uh, so to see some of these titles come to PC would be really cool because... Again, I didn't grow up Sony or Nintendo, really. Like, I had the, the consoles, but I wasn't, a, like, a huge Nintendo fan. I'm a Sega kid. Give me Sega and PC, and I was a happy, happy guy. So this opens up more of, like, my resolution piece to play more games that are outside of my genre. It, so long as they're available to me, of course. It makes a big difference. But, yeah. Who else is picking it up? Like, all of us? Yeah, getting I plan to. More than likely. I mean... I played it on PS4, but being able to play with 60 frames? Come on. It's a no-brainer. More than that? I think it's going to be more than that. I think uh, an unlocked uh, unlocked frame rate would be fantastic. Especially if you got like the G-Sync and the FreeSync enabled shit. Yes, please. Mm. Let my monitor do its full power. Mm. (laughs) Man. The game's going to be so good. I am ready to kill some, you know, mecha dinosaurs, uh, play a run through his Aloy again. And not to mention the story was pretty good. I've actually forgot bits and pieces, so it'll be a nice refresher for me. Uh, it'll be a good time. It's a fantastic game. Fantastic game. You guys will love it if you haven't played it. I have not finished it. I did start it at one point, so I think I'm just going to wait till it comes out on PC to just finally complete it. There you go. There's uh, no shortage of games that we're looking forward to in 2020, but if you heard our excitement at the beginning of this podcast, be prepared to turn down your stereo for the screaming that will ensue. Because we're talking about, that's right, Sage and Silas, we're talking about the PSO2 Xbox beta, bitch! And, oh my god, dude, you sent me some of the beta details for the consolers this it's huge i haven't seen some of this stuff mentioned uh now what i'm talking about specifically are the benefits for the beta testers wow silas tell them oh yeah they're the beta testers of course obviously um aside there's going to be uh some extra items and whatnot if you complete certain challenges they haven't gone through all the details of what the challenges are yet but i'm not sure if it's like gonna be a community thing or individual based or maybe a little bit of both but so far they've unveiled three different uh uh, specific things one of which is uh obviously in pso2 uh like the original pso uh they did bring mags back so there's like a custom and yeah, I think this is in, in tribute to the original PSO, uh, the Dreamcast mag. For anybody who remembers how much of a pain in the dick that was to get in the it was uh, in the original PSO, there's like a bunch of special stuff, and that was a special release. I think on version two or some something like that two. that you could get it. Um, but this is like one of the beta tester things. It's the third uh, thing. I don't know. They haven't released if there's any more coming. I've been trying to keep up on it as much as possible. There's a couple other special like visual things and whatnot for beta testers. But the biggest thing I thought, which was interesting, was the fact that 
your character data from the be- for the beta testers will not be deleted. <gasps> so when the game Whoa. goes full release, you will keep all your levels and all your shit. Can you Which imagine generally that the game is ready? Today, doesn't doesn't happen very often, no. and uh, I think I think Sega is really, despite the fact that let's face it, we're getting really excited over a game that's like seven fucking years old. But I still but play we didn't KOTOR, get... and that's sixteen years old. So yeah, well, here's the thing: you know, it was locked behind this wall called Japan. <laughs> you know, uh, a little bit slightly inaccessible for us, um, unless of course you you understand Japanese or went through a whole bunch of patches and stuff. And then of course, every time it updated, you had to repatch it. It's real pain in the ass. Um, so I'm really really excited. Um, there's still no actual release date yet for the PC beta, and I don't want to get into too much stuff. Um, about this, we're talking specifically about the uh, the Xbox beta, but I'm really excited. And just the fact that we're going to get to keep and carry over a lot of things is freaking amazing. I feel like it's giving me a little bit of confidence that Sega actually wants a lot of people to actually play this game this time. Uh, because with Fantasy Star Universe, it was very much as much as I kind of enjoyed the game back on Xbox 360. And I think it was also on PS2 or 3 at the time. Uh, whichever was out, was out there with it, um, Sega shut down the U.S. servers kind of early. They also just generally didn't give a rat's ass about the U.S. players that much at the time. No. <laughs> and it, it was it wasn't a bad game, but everything was so lagged behind, and it just it created such a, a discord in the community. And I think now there's also been a lot of leadership changes with Sega over the years. So I think that probably plays maybe a role into it. And they just realize. Uh, obviously with social media, Fantasy Star has been one of the most asked about games for Sega to to bring here. And the fact that Microsoft made that deal was was a good move on their part. I mean, if Sony would have made that deal, it probably would have been locked only to PS4 and I would have been a little bit sad and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm very glad Microsoft got it because not only is it, yes, it's coming to Xbox first, but later on we're going to get it on PC. Um, it's going to be cross-play and cross-save, which is fucking awesome. That means that, you know, whether I play it on PC or if I jump on my Xbox One X, if I just feel like being lazy sitting in my comfy chair and, and Sage is on PC or, you know, I'm, go- I'm going to get my son to play this game and he's going to get addicted. Uh, and that was, <laughs> when, that was a promise PC. years ago. Eventually, <laughs> we're going to get your son to be a PSO head just like us. And finally, finally, it gets to happen. Not that I don't enjoy playing Warframe. We need to definitely play more of that, but man, full circle, right? Get to train the kid to play PSO. Yeah, instead of looter shooter, we're going to be hack and slash death and destruction shooter slash anime slash way the hell out there. Just, you know, yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, isn't isn't PSO like the is it that the original looter? Uh, Kind of. It's what it. Or one of the yeah. one of the is it like is part the of the history. first MMO RPG action MMO RPG looter. Basically, it's it's definitely the the ground template. In fact, you remember if for those of us who are anime people, remember stuff like before you had things like sword art. Go back further. Uh, things like dot hack and whatnot were kind of, and even before that, there was anime that's like inspired by that particular style of game as far as Japan goes, because, you know, it's an action anime 
RPG game. Of course, now they have like a PSO2 anime that I'm sorry to say kind of sucks ass. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, there's definitely uh, some history with it. And I think part of what made it from us for the fact that, yes, it was very, very repetitive. But unlike Diablo that had that top down view, having uh, that third person and just more visually appealing it, it was just a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it's easy to group up they kept things simplistic as far as the grouping and how you got into things it was a quick pace okay you join up with your friends you can send quick messages and uh it just worked very well they had a very a very good setup for the time yeah. uh so i'm very very uh looking forward to pso2 i'm also curious to kind of see what changed from the Japanese version, but that's a topic for another day. Mm. We're going to have a, a PSO dedicated episode coming up here soon by Silas. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm actually looking into this beta setup right now, like on another tab, you got me interested. Um, Cause I remember this game was originally out and it did intrigue me, but I just, I don't remember why I just never jumped into it. So now with it kind of coming back, yeah, if you yeah. Uh, if you get on your Xbox, you can sign up right through the uh, beta program. If you get yeah, on your that's Xbox what I'm reading X. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would just do that and get in on that, uh, especially if you do that. Uh, we can. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely game with you on that when I'm not work at work. In fact, depending on what day they finally announce the uh, when the beta is going to be, I may call off and be sick. I'm feeling real sick right yeah, now. You know, and I don't even think. See, here's the thing. Like, I'm thinking. I'm going to take off from most everything. I may not even stream. I'm not even going to stream. I just want to play PSO in a group. But for you, it's going to be PC, which I, as soon as the beta sign up for PC is, I'm going to do that as well. Yeah. Well, with the cross play, like, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You're going to have a head start, which will come in handy for us plebs that uh, are going to need a have. I've never played it. I've never played. I need all the help. We're gonna. Well, I, I, I intend on having multiple characters, so it'll be okay. <laughs> so, right. so I was just gonna have like three papooses on him. He's gonna be carrying yeah. creation and me. Yeah. Jimmy's gonna be off to the side. Yeah. Make sure you own multiple backpacks. <laughs> cool. And one last little tidbit here. Are you ready for hell on earth? Because Doom Eternal is coming, baby. March 20th. This is another game that actually got delayed. We've talked about this. If a, if a developer is willing to tell you, hey, we need a little bit more time. We want to make this game the best game that we can. I'm all up for it. I'm all up for it. I mean, it got delayed. I think it was originally supposed to come out in November. But man, I am so pumped. I played the first Doom reboot. I went and bought Doom 1 for the Switch. And I had a blast. I mean, it's a fast-paced game. For being that old, 25 years old, it's a mm-hmm. tough game. So I'm definitely excited for Doom Eternal and and, and what it's going to come. So you guys better believe it. I'm buying the day one. So. This might be a day one purchase for me too. One of my my first uh, s- sneak over to the neighbor's house and play on their high performance PC. You remember Rodney, don't you, Silas? Yes, yes, I do. The I, Rodster. I do remember him. 
Yeah, always had top of the top of the line uh, oh, PC yeah. gear. So I'd go over there while while Dad was working, you see, and play <laughs> Doom. Yeah, and it was great. So yeah, you yeah, naughty boy, very naughty. Yeah, I'll be picking that up too. So now multiplayer, can we play together? Single? What's what's the deal with this? What's the story? So typically the story is solo, right. single campaign, but there's always a PvP element to this. Um, and if you play Doom, it's fast paced, right? You, how many kills can you get in the game? That's the type of game Doom is. Uh, they they actually did introduce a a different mode. Uh, I can't remember the, top, uh, the name of this mode, but it's ba- basically you're either you're either a Doom guy or you're one of the demons, right? So you're going like a a, a two v one type of situation. So that. Sounds pretty interesting, um, and hopefully you can play with friends. It's I mean, we mess around playing PvP like pu- like private PvP on Destiny Two. Imagine trying to gang up on Sage, <laughs> being a demon. Come on now. <laughs> you know it. It just reminds you know? me best best content in the planet. Yeah, it Come just on, reminds me. That- we still have a, a duel to do in Destiny, and I'm a whole new warlock oh. now, buddy. So, oh, you a new dark zone. I'm coming for you. You ready? Oh, I'm you ready? One v one, boy. Yeah. One v one. Let's go. No problem, dude. <laughs> I I got you. I'll record it too. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Uh, I want to thank everyone for being on the podcast tonight. This has been uh, something we've been planning for a little bit. And the length of the episodes, you'll notice they're a bit longer because we're only coming to you once a month. So we can pack a lot more info in an episode for you. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed getting together. Uh, Special thank you to my own creation for joining us on the show today and spending some of your personal time here with us. I really appreciate it. If the people wanted to find you out there on the interwebs, can you tell them where they can? Of course. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both are the same, my own creation, 82, uh, for streaming, uh, both on Twitch and Mixer. Uh, it's just plain old my own creation. And I know I primarily stream on Mixer, but I do plan on doing some RPGs over on Twitch since that's got a better uh, base of viewers over there. And again, I kind of jumped the gun earlier, but uh, my podcast, I do have a few episodes already recorded. It's called Gamers News Radio, G-A-M-E-R-Z, and the rest, just like it sounds, News Radio, to end it off. Awesome. And new episodes coming soon. So make sure, go and check it out. If you enjoyed my own creation here, you're definitely going to join him on his own podcast. So please, please check that out. Silas, where can the good folks find you? Uh, yes, I am on Twitter. Of course, my Twitter handle did change a little bit. <laughs> uh, I want to do short net a tad, but, uh, it is, uh, at Silas, but the, uh, instead of an I, it is a one. So it's S one L U S on Twitter. And of course I am still, uh, Silas underscore Wyvern, uh, on Twitch. And I will be, uh, starting some streams there in the near future. Ooh, I dig it. All right, now, Neutron. Uh, you already know. You can find me on Twitter. It's jneutron89. Jimmy Jamson. Jimmy Jimothy Jamson. Jamson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on Twitch, you can find me at jneutron89. Awesome. 
And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at uh, Orangy Eero Sage. You could just follow the links in the episode description. It's easier than spelling it out here. We will see you in one month here on My Life in Games, and you never know what's in store. We're still restructuring our show. So, yeah, it could be a big surprise. Make sure that you come back later. Maybe even more guests will show up. Eight people on one podcast? Plus a dog and some stray cats. We'll see what happens. Have a great day, everyone. See ya. (laughs) See ya. See ya.